Hello, this is Jordan Martin. It's Justin Wilson. And we're here with Bump and Run Sports Talk Podcast. This is our uh, show of the week of 11-16. Um, we're going to discuss a lot of things going on in the NFL currently, NBA, as well as college football. And then we'll uh, wrap the show up, Justin, to have his fantasy picks and skips for the week. Uh, yeah, let me give you guys a little, a, a little, some advice of who you guys should pick up this week on waivers and who you guys should stay away from this week. And if you guys got any fantasy questions, uh, Justin, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, my Twitter handle is Miliardo Peacecraft Jwill46. Okay, and my um, my Twitter handle is King underscore Beef ninety one. Um, and what we'll end up doing, uh, you guys can uh, please subscribe to the podcast. It's uh, just type in Bump and Run Sports Podcast on the your iTunes, and you will find us. And just go ahead and click subscribe. Um, you know, we're looking for a lot of subscribers, and any you know any advice you guys can give us is uh, be help. And um, we're really looking for a lot of followers, but. Uh, Justin's becoming famous on Twitter. He actually had a uh, a, a um, back and forth exchange with Bonamy Jones of, of ESPN, the sports personality. Tell the people about that, Jay. Oh my goodness! Oh, where do I start? Uh, it's it, all it really was was just me calling him out, basically. Because as you guys heard, Kirk Cousins was named NFC Offensive Player of the Week this week, and Bonamy Jones. Or bon, whatever his name is, Bonamy or whatever, whatever you, we're gonna call him, Ball Jones is what I'm gonna call him. But he has been a Kirk Basher all season. He was relentless, as almost almost reckless the way he was talking about him as a professional. And I was just wanting him to eat crow, and so I called him out on it. And just told told him that I feel like he he, he stepped back a lot on. Uh, he's toned back a lot on his stance on Kirk Cousins. He's not talking about him nearly as much as he was in the beginning of the season. And at, in the last three weeks, or last three games, Kirk Cousins has played eight touchdowns, one interceptions. But Bamani Jones has been pretty quiet. And he decided, he actually responded back to my tweet. And tried to get... Tried to That's get, when the hilarity ensued. You guys were going back and forth a little bit. Yeah, uh, he, he, he thought he could be a little funny. Started started taking some shots and then I I didn't I at first I didn't want it to get go that way I mean he's Bonham Jones he's on TV like this is not a, I'm not gonna win that battle but I feel like I got the last laugh or I got the last word in yeah Maybe I got the last word in <laughs> was it the uh, the ball comment was that your last thing oh yeah I I, I just wanted to end off on that I was just, <laughs> I, it was there was nothing else to be said. Yeah, ain't ain't nothing much else to say after that, and um, you know, hopefully he'll listen to our podcast and he can uh, have some rebuttals for you. That'd be awesome if we can get um, Bonami on the oh, show. Oh yeah, I, I, I mean, no disrespect if Bonami is listening to this. Uh, yeah, Bonami. But uh, yeah, I still I still respect his opinion. Jokes, motherfucker, jokes. All right, so let's go Yeah, I remember. I remember when me and you were living in North Campus. We used to talk about how he was the one keeping it real on ESPN. So. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, he he's not like the um, not Tony Parker, but the cat that said the cornball brother called RG three a cornball. Oh, but I can't, I can't. Oh, Rob Parker, I knew it was something Parker. Yeah, he's he's not like him, man. I bet Rob Parker is back in Detroit, like yeah, working he's for some, some low key like uh, new sports with the like, wig on and some shades <laughs> <laughs> disguise. But uh, yeah, 
Hey, he might have been right about I mean, it, nah, no, nah, nah, I can't even go that way. I can't even say he was right about RG three. Just because RG three didn't have success, it doesn't mean that he's a Cornwall brother. Like that was that was taking stuff way out of bounds. <laughs> you know, when Stephen A. Smith doesn't support you and saying that you you kind of outlandish that you know it got to be some um got they got to be a valid you know um, you know Stephen A. Smith is all about you know speaking up for race and stuff like that, and he wasn't touching that at all. But that's another issue I have with Monty Jones. He 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 tried to bring race into the quarterback issue in Washington, and it just I feel like he was just trying to oh. You know. So since we're since we're already on Washington, uh, with the with the um you know Jones conversation, you know what, what's up with this Kirk Cousins? You seeing some of his numbers? Uh, he had a perfect one fifty eight point three passer rating last week. What do you see as um is making him most successful these past couple of weeks? Um, I just really see. That, I mean, the the offense, I mean, the coaching staff, I just really feel like they trust him a lot more. Um, as you can tell, they're letting him throw the ball downfield a lot more. Um, definitely getting Deshaun Jackson helps a lot, having that down three, downfield threat, making it so safeties can't keep – so the teams can't keep that safety and the extra defender in the box. And I just really, really feel that if he can just keep this consistency up, he'll get that contract extension he's looking for. Will he keep it up this week against the uh, undefeated 9-0? First time in franchise history. Number one team in the NFC. Home field advantage having Carolina Panthers well, this in is, Carolina. This is the ultimate test for him, I guess. Uh, if he can win this game on the road, he can really show everybody he's for real. So <laughs> I feel like this would be an interesting game. Um, you like of, that? <laughs> you like that? I mean, a lot of key matchups going into this uh, one matchup in particular that everybody which is going to be the X Factor matchup is going to be Deshaun Jackson on Josh Norman yeah um, Josh Norman doesn't have top end you know um, top NFL speed like Deshaun but Deshaun has been you know besides a 42 yard catch on last week uh, I think he had two catches for 45 yards and one of them was you know 42 of them was on one catch he's been relatively quiet now a guy that I'm fearing is Jameson Crowder um, he's really been lighting up the past couple of weeks. He's been their number, you know, he's been their most consistent receiver uh, coming out that slot position. He's pretty much been a number one, but, you know, he plays in the slot. Um, but that is our weakness on defense. Josh Norman and Charles Tillman. Charles Tillman is, a, he's still a really good corner. I'm surprised at how good he's been playing this year. He's been balling out, honestly, but, you know, he's susceptible to a couple double well, moves. Most likely he's, he's going to be on Pierre. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying Benay Ben Wickery is the guy to watch on the Carolina Panthers. Um, he's really been, you know, that's who teams go after because Josh Norman has really had a shutdown season. Um, I think quarterbacks are completing 40, 40.4% uh, uh, of their passes to him, and that's the second lowest only to Darrell Revis um, when court, when um, quarterbacks throw at corners. So uh, he's really having a lockdown season, and Benay Ben Wickery, um, unfortunately, is – you know who people are testing and well, going who, after. Who's the best receiver Josh Norman has faced this year? Uh, T. Y. Hilton, DeAndre Hopkins, um, Allen Robinson, and um, Allen um, Hearns from Jacksonville. They're two up and coming receivers, but he's faced. He's the, faced the, the, the only one I can on that list I can say for real is uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and maybe not even that, just because they, that game they had quarterback. Quarterback, dysfunctional quarterback play. I'm sorry. Uh, when they played y'all in at Carolina, so maybe I don't know. Maybe this this defense is a little um, untested, unproven. I mean, they haven't really played any power offenses 
Kirk Cousins can throw at Josh Norman if he wants to. Just you know, there's a reason that he's uh, tied for fifth in the league in interceptions with four. Uh, I would I would welcome Kirk Cousins to test Josh Norman to see. I hope he has that theory that you have that he hasn't played against any good wide receivers because that's six points the other way. Well, who's going to be on Jordan Reed then? Uh, I think we'll have a team. Um, you know, we we mostly run zone. Uh, so I think you know it's not we're not going to put one man on Jordan Reed. Especially because it's Jordan Reed, he is not unstoppable. He is not a Rob Gronkowski. Um, he is not a Jimmy Graham, and you know he's a he's a nice receiver, but he's not upper upper echelons where he requires you know uh, your defensive game planning to you know be around him. Well, all I, all, all I can say is this, this is going to be a, if we can hold you guys to fourteen points. Yeah, that's what I was about to. That's a great, great, great point. I was going to next. Um, you're asking who's going to stop Jordan Reed? Who's going to cover? You know, Josh Norman going to be able to cover y'all receivers? Who's going to stop the MVP candidate, Mr. Cam Newton himself? And they be dabbing on them folks. Who's going to stop him, man? Well, I feel like it's going to be a team effort. This is going to be all about coaching. Who can out coach the other? Um, it's going to be very interesting on what Washington is going to try to do to take away the read option runs and and how they can counter when uh, Cam drops back the throw. But uh, I really feel like the defense might have the advantage, Jordan. Um, I, they have, as the defense has D'Angelo Hall coming back, like they're getting healthier. They have their set full secondary finally. for This, this will be the first time all season that they've had the, full, the whole secondary in consecutive games. So it'll be interesting on how they man they match up with these receivers. Dang, they got D'Angelo Hall back. Yeah, and uh, he's moved, he's actually made a move to safety. Is it two thousand eight D'Angelo Hall? <laughs> Is it? Not? Oh man. Well, I think it's gonna be and Perry Rowley. He's uh, coming on pretty strong, but you know the one thing that I think yeah, Perry Rowley. Speaking of that name, uh, that's a guy that I think can give Greg Greg Olson. Uh, I don't think nobody can really stop Greg Olson, but he can make Greg Olson have a tough uh, Sunday afternoon. Oh, and, nah, Perry Riley can't really cover. I, I, that was what I was about to get to. Uh, he, you Greg, sure? That one-handed interception that, on, I mean, against that, New Orleans, I mean, that, that was, was a one, really that good was play. One play but, on Ben Watson. Ben Watson's a really talented tight end this year. Yeah, yeah, that was one play, but all season, all, ever since Perry Riley has been in Washington, that's been one of his biggest like pet peeves is being thrown in coverage now. He excels when you put him at line, making plays and attacking the line of scrimmage and attacking gaps and stopping the run. It's what the team likes, but they try not to put him in coverage too much. He gets well, down. never know, man. Yeah, I like don't have a chance then. Nobody can stop Greg. Well, the other linebacker that plays inside, Will Compton, they really like and throw him in coverage. He's actually pretty decent. The last two weeks, they've, they've been having a lot of tight end eclipse over 40 yards. So. Who? Will Compton? Will Compton, um, they held, they kept Rob Gronkowski in check. Yeah, because they didn't, they didn't need to throw to Rob Gronkowski. It was like thirty twenty four to zero by the by halftime. But still, in the beginning of the game, I mean, I mean, he didn't, he 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 didn't have like three catches. Why would you throw it to Rob Gronkowski when everybody else is open? Well, all right, last week we shut down Watson. This past defense has held New England and the Saints to their season low in totals. And these are two high-power explosive well, offenses. They are, but they are not two physical offenses like the Carolina Panthers. We are the number one. Carolina is the number one ranked um, rushing team in the NFL. So I think that's a whole, you know, a lot of that is with Cam. 
um, not only the read option, but he'll take the ball and just run a you know quarterback power um, to the outside. And, and, and Jonathan Stewart's having a pretty good season yeah. too. Yeah, he is. So I think it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a lot tougher game than people expect. I thought that Tennessee game would be a lot tougher than. Uh, what it was, but I think teams are really going to give Carolina their best shot and try to be the ones that knock them off. Uh, what's your prediction for the score? Um, my prediction for the score, I'm going to go 24-17 Washington. Uh, game is tied up. Kirk Cousins tosses a, a late score to Jordan Reed. Defense closes it out. Thanks. So I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you guys 20-21. You guys are going to score quite a bit, so I'll give you guys 21 points. Um, you know, score three touchdowns. Uh, I think we'll get a safety in this game. I feel like we should get a safety. So 30 to 21, Carolina, going away. Sounds good. All right, awesome. So uh, before we leave this topic, um, what do you what do you feel about Cam Newton dancing? Uh, a lot of you know, a lot of people are saying it's racial that people are you know bringing this up. Um, and it's not – I don't really think of many of the quarterbacks that do the dance and everything that he does. Do you have an issue with it? Um, Not really. Um, Everybody celebrates. I mean, I guess if the league has been trying to cut down on turnover uh, – cut down on uh, on the, t- the touchdown celebrations, uh, I mean, it's just not – it's just not – I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't know. What do, you, do you think it's good for the game to have that type of showboating involved? Or, I mean – I mean, if the refs aren't throwing flags um, – you know, I, I I don't see any problem with it. That's what was growing up as a kid, man. You know, we used to watch love watching T.O., Chad Johnson, um, Deion Sanders. You know, a lot of those guys. That's what they did. Is it's, it's first and foremost is entertainment. So you know, and what he does after all the celebrations is you know he gives a football to a little kid who all have that memory for the rest of their life. You know that they got a football from Cam Newton. So I think that um, ends um, the ends justify the means. So. I, th- I think it's you know it's smart, but he he has to know that he's putting a, a big bullseye on his back that people are going to try to take him out. And if he's okay with that, let him continue to do what he does. Well, it goes to right what he says. I mean, if you don't want them to celebrate, keep him out the end zone. Keep him out the end zone. That's what a lot of teams are really going to be striving to do. Um, so speaking of getting kept out the end zone, uh, these Green Bay Packers past couple weeks um i actually called an upset alert a buddy of mine is a big vikings fan i said man you know if green bay green bay has legit I, I said this before last week going to that detroit game i say like, man green bay is looking really suspect right now um they hadn't lost detroit hasn't had won in in um green bay since the 90s and they pulled that off on last sunday just because that air, they don't have really the Green Bay Packers don't have much around Aaron Rodgers as far as well. I mean, in, in, a, in a sense, wouldn't you say that they've lost their identity in a sense? Like, I mean, Eddie Lacy, where is Eddie Lacy? He's at the uh, Golden Corral buffet, man. <laughs> yes, like, it, he, is, he is huge. They say he's out of shape right now. I, I saw him um, when he played Carolina, literally, like. I can, you know, I played football for a little while, so I could just tell by the way he ran out on the field, like running to the huddle. He looked like out of breath, just running from the sideline to the huddle. So, you know, it's something to that. And he's a, he's always been a bigger back, but 15 pounds. If he loses 15 pounds, he could probably do that very easily. I'm not not in the middle of the season now, but you know, if if he's 15 pounds lighter, man, this offense would be clicking. But I think the biggest thing is Jordy Nelson. Going into the season, people thought Aaron Rodgers. You know, he makes receivers. He would miss Jordy Nelson. Well, right now, man, it's looking like Jordy Nelson was the key cog of that offense. Oh yes, um, I mean they. It's not only Jordy Nelson. I mean they missed Devontae Parker, or not, it was not Devontae Parker, Devontae Adams. 
um, the whole season. So he's throwing his number one. Basically, he's only Randall Cobb, and I don't, I don't think Randall Cobb's the type of player to be that type of be that. Yeah, he's a strictly a co- uh, slot receiver. Right, and so now he's throwing to Jeff Janis, Tom Montgomery, who they drafted, and out of the rookie they drafted this year, and it was uh who 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 else do they have as a they got Richard Rogers, the tight end, uh, Cor- they should be getting Andrew Corliss back, but he's never been. He's a better tight end than Richard Rogers. Well, yeah, never. very more, a lot more dynamic. Use him in different, put him move, move him in different spots and get him the ball. And um, so Green Bay has a really big matchup this week uh, coming up, coming up against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Minnesota's actually the first place team in that uh, division right now. Uh, who do you got for that game? Um, who do you foresee winning that one? Uh, this is a tough one, um, but I'm gonna have to go with Minnesota. I mean, you got here's I mean on paper this is what it is: a team that can run the ball and a team that can't run the ball and can't throw the ball. So I'm I'm gonna have to go with the team that's running the ball and playing good defense right now. Yeah, in the Minnesota Yeah, Zimmer has those guys playing really, you know, really strong defense, man. I think he's a, a legitimate candidate for head coach of the year, man. What he's done with that team and kind of building things from the ground up. Um, he's he's built a really, you know, tough nose. Um, you know, it, it kind of remind me of the Cincinnati Bengals in the sense that, that defense. You know, it's easy. That's easy to go to since he was the defensive coordinator over there. But that defense plays the same way. Um, a little bit better, but um, you know, and Minnesota has that great running game that we that you that you just spoke about, and that's where Green Bay has a problem stopping the run. Right, Adrian Peterson is having a pretty good season this year. Coming you know, Adrian from, Peterson ever slow down? Um, it's hard to say, man. Like he's been going strong every year since I was a sophomore in high school. Crazy, but yeah. I mean, it's AP can't can't shouldn't be surprised. So I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you and say the Vikings are, you know, they're not gonna run away and win the game, but I foresee them keeping Rodgers in the pocket and covering those receivers, and you know it won't be much to do on offense and you know defense feed it, feed the ball to the beast, man, and let them go. Right. Um. And then also, I mean, Stephon Diggs, he's he's a, a surprise this year. He's been tearing it up the last couple of weeks. Um. Be interested on how what Green Bay tries to do to slow him down. Yeah, that will be real. You know, see see what they can do to um, you know how many corners they'll uh, how much attention they'll actually give to him to try to you know slow him down, like you said. So is any is Eddie Lacy ruled out this week? Like, will he play? Or I think he is listed as questionable, so he may possibly play. But I think Starks, no matter what, is going to be the start and running back, and. You know. Well, I mean, Starks is good in the, from a passing standpoint, but I mean, we they need somebody to be able to run between the tackles, and I just don't think they have that right now. Yeah, true, true. It'll be interesting to see what they do with Eddie Lacy moving forward. Well, they're still on a rookie contract, and you know, I think he has a year or two left, so they'll definitely you know try to work him into shape in the offseason and you know get back to the Eddie Lacy of old because he's been a beast. You know, he's been the top five running back the past couple of years, so. It's sad to see him drop like this, but you know I think Eddie Lacy is a really good back that'll be back. And, uh, but I mean, I just feel like for that system, I would if I were the, the Packers, I would want a different type of of running back, somebody with a little bit more speed and dynamic, where it helped my passing game out and make it so teams couldn't, couldn't just commit on one thing. But I guess they like that downhill run style he has. And, and Eddie Lady, see, he can catch out of backfield. He ain't going to make nobody miss. But I think he can – he's a pretty good catcher, but maybe a uh, pass catcher. 
But yeah, I understand what you're saying. They probably need a third down guy that can, you know, really make some separation. A Deion Lewis type, somebody like that. Yes. Yes. Uh, speaking of Deion, you know, I, I know he tore his ACL. I uh, hope he gets better soon. Uh, but they got a big Monday night game. Um, I think it's more big in Buffalo. <laughs> but uh, New England and Buffalo, uh, Rex versus Bill Belichick. Um, you know, they've been noted, notable rivals since, you know, Rex got into the AFC East, you know, with the Jets. So they, they've uh, carried on that rivalry. Um, do, you, do you see the Bills having any chance in that game? Um, a chance, maybe a slim one. Um, they're gonna have to get a couple of turnovers, definitely. But um, Lashawn McCoy's been running the rock really good as of late. So I mean, they can just play keep away with Tom Brady. I know they can keep it close, but ultimately, I don't. I don't see them winning this game. I just don't think they have the offensive. Okay, firepower to score points like New England does. They can keep it close, but as far as a shootout with Tom Brady, Tyrod Ty Taylor, I'm picking Brady every time. Yeah, and I think that um, – I think surely that um, – you know, I think that New England defense is susceptible in the, in the back seven – uh, Sammy Watson, Sammy Watkins was getting open on um, Darrell Reeves quite a bit on th- last Thursday night. Uh, Tyrod couldn't deliver the ball to him, so I think you know we saw against uh, New York that that defense could be had you know a little bit. So if uh, Rex Ryan um, writes up a good game plan, you know draws up a good a defensive game plan without Edelman, you know this is their first game without Julian. Um, and, you know, it's a little foreshadowing in fantasy, but I think, you know, Amendola is a good pickup if you're in a daily fantasy league, uh, weekly fantasy league, or, you know, just in a standard league. I think Amendola is going to get a lot of those um, targets that Amendo- that Elderman used to get. But, um, you know, that first week, it might be a little bit of a transi- transaction, I mean, transition for them. And I can see, you know, um, I think Buffalo really is – I think Buffalo. I'm, I'm gonna call that. I, I think Buffalo's gonna upset the league. Well, two things that uh, went under notice last week when it comes to uh, or last couple of weeks when it comes to Buffalo. What I want to get into, and it, and it kind of ties into with the matchup that you brought up with uh, Danny Amendola. Um, Buffalo had had two weeks ago had Leotis McKelvin, um, their veteran corner, or I want to say their leader in the locker room, or for the defensive side. He's returned the last couple of weeks. So, I I really feel like that that could play a, a big part or a big factor in, uh, in the wide receiver matches with Tom Brady. Maybe they can, maybe he can get a couple turnovers. Yeah, hopefully so. And I think the hottest, you know, I'm I'm a um, for anybody out there, I'm a big Carolina fan. You know, being from Charlotte, um, living here, you know, most of my adult, you know, most of my life. Um, I think our biggest competition, and I, I I think this is the only team that is better than the Carolina Panthers in the NFC, um, is the Arizona Cardinals, man. You know what they did against um, what they did against Seattle up in Seattle was really impressive on Sunday night, and they got a big uh, another big Sunday night game against um, the Cincinnati Bengals, who were previously undefeated, had a big letdown in another primetime game. You know what Cincinnati does, um, you know pretty much. Uh, do you see the Cardinals? You know. Who who do you see winning that one? You th- you get a um, I mean, chance? seeing them play last week against Houston, I mean, look too good. I mean, you would think they could, with that Houston defense, that they would be able to to do whatever they want with 
the weapons that they have, but they were turning the ball over. And, I mean, their defense still played well. They only allowed Houston to score 10 points, but they only scored six points. So, that, I feel like that's a little concerning. But uh, it'll be interesting with the Cardinals. I mean, the Cardinals are playing the best football right now on both sides, offense and defense, as as far as balance. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying they're the best offensive team in the league. I'm not going to go as far as saying that. But they are. I feel like they're doing well enough to win games, and that's all you can ask for. Yeah, and I think um, you know Arizona. That that offense is looking really good right now. The defense is playing um, really sound. Tyron Matthew, man, he's pro football focused. They do a lot of um, you know breaking down each player. He's a top three corner right now. Right, is a top three corner, and he's playing safety, uh, corner, uh, slot corner. He's doing a little bit of everything, man. So Tyron is really looking like a still, you know, coming out that draft two years ago. So uh, he's really looking like still pickup, and a guy that really you know turned his life around because he was costing himself millions of dollars with mistakes he made at LSU, but now he's Yeah, really um, and he's, a, he's a good story. Um, he has, he, 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 I'm pretty sure he had, he had a pick last game, didn't he? Yeah, he had a nice pick, man, against, uh, I think he was come, matched up with uh, Doug Baldwin, uh, Russell Wilson's number one target, so for the fact to, you know, be able to take that away, it was pretty uh pretty nice catch. And, man, that offense – I love Bruce Arians' you know uh, philosophy on offense to you know attack vertically, get Larry Fitzgerald in the slot. Man, yeah. Larry Fitzgerald in the slot. Is yes, yeah. He just finds I, I like how the versatility he brings to this offense now. I mean, he can line up in different spots. You just find different ways to get him ball and just create matchup mismatch matchup nightmares. And and then they got three backs, man. They got Chris Johnson on running downs. Who is still, you know, ECU grass, still getting it done at this, you know, uh, advanced age, you know, past thirty or close to thirty, right on the right on that brink. They got uh, Andre Ellington, who's more that third down back. You know, we talk about Green Bay might need, you know, in the future. And then they got David Johnson, the guy out of uh, Northern Iowa. I really liked him coming out of college, and he had some, you know, pretty good moments, you know, sporadically, you know, whenever he does play sparingly, but. You know, I think that that all that team has it all, man. But me and you know, I think the it, it yes, all definitely me. It was evident last year at, uh, after the hot start they had, and when he went down, it, they just couldn't pick it back up with the backup quarterback. I mean, Drew Stanton. You don't ever want to see Drew Stanton if you're a Cardinals fan stepping on the field. <laughs> you, you definitely don't want to see Ryan Lindley because <laughs> that's who the uh, that's who it, was I, the I don't I don't believe he's still on the team now. I, think, I believe it's Logan Thomas. It's anemic. Is up there. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think he's working at the local Kroger's now. I don't know. <laughs> I think Lindley's always, you know. So do you see? Um, yeah, I got the Cardinals so winning this game. The Cardinals this game. I, 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 after yeah, seeing Cincinnati struggle against Houston, I don't think it's going to get. They're going to find any any easier find it any easier going against the Cardinals. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Cardinals score twenty four ten. Okay. Awesome. And I never, um, you know, I've never been a big. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. You know, people might say this is blasphemy. I have never, unless it was the Madden. Um, you, y'all, you might remember this. Uh, I think it was Madden 06 because I think Madden 05 was when they had his stick, his stick. But I remember the first year they came out with the uh, quarterback comb. You remember that, where you would have to turn, you would have to, um, you know, your, your quarterback would have a certain comb, the quarterback like, size comb. to look at the field. Oh, it was like one of the drills. Yeah, it was one of the drills that you had to like. The field would be illuminated. 
Nah, it was actually in the game, and it was like the year after Mike Vick was so hot that they gave him a oh, QB a quarterback video. Quarterback. Oh yeah, yeah, I do remember QB vision. Yeah, uh, passing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was gonna say I never, I was never a Peyton Manning fan. Yeah, his vision was like the field. Yeah, the quarterback vision that you didn't. Yeah, you didn't have to move it. But Michael Vick's was like the yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was so hard to use because you had to use a stick to move it around. Yeah, it was difficult, man. It was crazy. You could turn that off. Stop people from. uh, It was Madden '08 uh, that they could. Yeah, but you know, I don't think nobody would. uh, You know. Oh, you, are you playing with it on? Nobody do that. I was playing against them, you know. Yes, at all times. You're not getting McNabb. You're not getting Steve. Oh, not Steve McNair. You're not getting none of those quarterbacks and running all over me. You got. That's so. That's that's so hard to use the. So that's when you get quarterbacks. Oh my gosh, bro! And and if you didn't throw within the. uh, That shit used to be horrible. That it wouldn't go. It wouldn't go even close to the receiver. But it was kind of cool how they used to turn. Like now, I think about yeah, it. The quarterback actually, like actually turn shit. when you turn the quarterback thing. Yeah, it's kind of dope. But um, you know, speaking about you know, that's the only time I really like Peyton. So I'm not a big Peyton Manning fan. Never. I'm a Tom Brady guy. But it it it's, it pains me to see the decline in, in Peyton Manning. Man, like last week, four interceptions on his uh, first nine drives, and then you know all three and outs. Uh, besides that. I'm a big Peyton um, fan. What do you, you know, I'm, I'm, are you a big I'm, Peyton I'm a fan, fan? And how do you feel I'm about his um, the game, decline? It's time to see him ride off in the sunset. Mm. Yeah. yeah. The I, sheriff, I like John Gruden likes to call him. Pass when they, they need to. <laughs> their legacy even more. I don't want to start hearing people start say, I, I hate I hate when people, yes, and that's another one. Kobe. I, I, I hate people saying Peyton Manning sucks right now. <laughs> I can honestly, but I do like the fact I can honestly say that Kirk Cousins is playing better football right now than Peyton Manning. Facts. Hey, man. Mark Sanchez is playing better football than Peyton Manning. Blake Bortles is playing better football than Peyton Manning. Brock Oxlawiler is playing better football. Marcus Mariota. Everybody in the NFL pretty much. For the most part, he's playing better football than Peyton Manning. Are they better quarterbacks than Peyton Manning? Hell no. But you know, it's just the, you know, it's just he's 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 um you know he's a warrior. He's dealt with a lot of injuries and things like that. But you know, it's a time to hang it up. Uh, I I think he should come back later on in the season, but take a couple weeks off, a la LeBron last year. You know, I don't think that he will have that kind of resurgence and come back and dominate the league. But I think he could definitely, you know, I think he gives that team the best chance to win in the playoffs. And I'm kind of I'm kind of saying that half heartedly because Peyton Manning sucks in the playoffs, honestly. <laughs> Especially in Denver, like he's going. Well, the Mike. One good thing if they if they lose a couple games, and there's no warm cities in the AFC. And he, I was saying that first playoff game they go somewhere warm that might or a dome. I'm trying to think. I don't think there's no dome teams either um, that are going to make it to the playoffs the this year. Cardinals. No, I'm talking about the AFC. You know, I'm saying like just to win one game, two games out in the AFC. I'm trying to think because the Patriots, uh, well, Steelers, no teams in the AFC, Jets, I mean, the all Colts. those teams are outside. The Colts, the Houston, uh, Houston Texans. Yeah, and the Houston Texans. That's only two, and they well, that that that's an option. You know, one of those teams have to win the AFC South. So Denver Broncos fans, y'all should go for the Colts or the Texans to win the AFC South. 
Uh, not the or, or the Jaguars because oh, he'd be down in the Miami. You that, know, he'd, he'd go down to Jacksonville. Close to winning so. that division. Gus Bradley needs to get coach of the year. Hey man, that Jacksonville I, my, my, team is. You know, I, I like Blake Bortles as a quarterback, man. But like to me, and those receivers are. They got some monster receivers right now. Not great, but very, very respectable. Um, I mean, they're the they new got, Jimmy I mean, Smith. Yeah, like Al Robinson, and Alan Hearns. Like that's a nice little combo. But I just want to get to the running backs. Like they have run, they, they have running backs that fit all styles. Like I have so many styles. I am a group. Like. You have T.J. Yeldon, who's the the who is the uh, the the feature back of that whole set. Um, he can do he can get the ball in, in in so many different ways. He can run between tackles, catch, and he can pass pro. You have Toby Gerhardt, who's the big bruiser back, their big power back, who they can bring in on short yardage situations. And then you have Denard Robinson, who's that who can use as you can use as that satellite back in 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 passing uh, formations and shotgun. So I mean, if if they if they would just use, could use their personnel to the best of their abilities, they could really, really uh, give some teams um, some fits. Yeah, yeah, make some noise. Uh, they could definitely make some noise, and you uh, you know, in the in the AFC South, you know, with that division being that bad, they can definitely you know um, see how things go. But you know, you're talking about style of football, man. Uh, I'm looking here at the um, ESPN, well, the um, college football playoff rankings. They got Iowa up at number five. Um, they really haven't played anyone, but their style of football, man, is pretty, you know, they play a good brand of football. I think they're top 25 in defensive and offensive efficiency. Uh, a lot of teams in the SEC can't hold a candle to that. But, um, you know, top four teams this week that came out, Clemson's number one, Alabama coming off that big win. Against uh, Mississippi State is number two. Ohio State is number three. Number four is Notre Dame. Uh, do you agree with those top four teams? And if not, what, what teams um, would you see I, moving I in or moving with, out of uh, that top three, four? Um, Clemson and uh, Alabama and Ohio State. But um, depending on who's ever five at the end of the season, I really can't give it to Notre Dame just for the fact that they won't be playing in a conference championship. And let's say, for instance, Florida – ends up making uh, the um, SEC championship and they beat Alabama, would you give it – Would you could you put in Notre Dame over Florida? Because I'm – and here's another – I was talking to another uh, friend of mine no, about this situation. Should. If you if, – if Florida beats Alabama in the SEC championship, does LSU go in to the national championship? No. No, LSU's not. Yeah, LSU's done. They they laid the egg against Arkansas. Laid the eggs against Alabama. Oh, the LSU they, lost are, they are finished. Uh, they finito. Oh my. Yeah, they oh, lost the Arkansas last week to like 40, 14 to thirty something. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. So they are they're still number fifteen, and you know they do have a uh, striking distance. Uh, you know, speaking, you know, we're we're in the North Carolina region. North Carolina's seventeenth in the nation, which is you know. I, I, I'm surprised by that, but, you know, a lot of people in North Carolina are excited. What if they knock off Clemson in the ACC title game? Would that well, make them I, a national championship, it's, it's, it's you know, contender? Would they, they be in the top four? This weekend. Um, I, I mean, they can only go up now. Um, looking at the teams that are ahead of them, Florida State. I mean, do, do, does, I wonder if North Carolina has to play Florida State this year. Um, 
Navy, and Michigan. I mean, a lot of these teams of of, of them are going to have to play uh, some conference games that could lose. So I don't know. They can possibly make their way up that high. Uh, they, they could definitely going to be in a BCS bowl uh, if they can keep trending upward like they are. So my top four, my top four teams as of right now, and you know this is gonna change, you know, any time. I'm a, you know, top three. I'm gonna keep it the same. Um, I will actually put Ohio State number two and switch Alabama to three, and then my number four, because <laughs> I like their alternative jerseys. I'm gonna go with Iowa, because <laughs> I don't think Ohio. You know, I mean, um, you can't put a one loss team in there, a team that you know that's your goal every week to go out and win every game. They've done that. So as of, as of right now, they're they're my number four team, but they got a matchup against either yeah, Ohio State, they, Michigan, or Michigan State at the end of the year in the championship game. They win that so, Big Twelve. Yeah, yeah, and if Oklahoma wins oh, the Big Twelve, yes, you know whoever Oklahoma comes out of that Big Oklahoma Twelve, they're gonna, they're gonna be in the sure. top four. That that could be uh, the yeah. resume needed to get into yep, the top yep. four. Yep, yep. So Oklahoma. A lot of people are saying that Oklahoma could be the Ohio State of this year. They lost the game earlier on in the year, and now they're peaking at the right time. Baker Mayfield is really hot right now. They beat uh, Baylor, a Baylor team without, you know, without their starting quarterback last week. But you know, Baylor can still put up numbers, and you know they were at, we went out and beat that team. So I think Oklahoma is a lot of people's uh, dark horse um, college C- CFB um, college football playoffs. You know, uh, candidate that can kind of come and you know break some things up. Um, yeah. Who, Texas was, was so bad. Mm-hmm. Oh no, they lost to Texas. Yeah, they, uh, it, it was horrible, man. Yeah, the, the fact that they lost to them. Um, but the biggest game this week that everybody has circled on their calendar is the Michigan oh, State Ohio State game. Ohio Who State you got winning that one? Michigan State. I mean, they they played pretty good. I mean, they only scored twenty four points or against or it was twenty four thirty one against Maryland this past week. Um, I just think they're out of it. They're, they this could, they could potentially sleepwalk. They they know that there's no way they I mean they could potentially get in if they win the big I got I mean this would, this would be the game if they did want to, if they still had national championship aspirations this is the game that they have to win and if they could win this game and win the Big Ten they could maybe sneak in that number four spot but ultimately I think Ohio State is going to take this one yeah. Hey, I agree with you, man. Michigan State, they play tough defense. Uh, Mark D'Antonio is a really good coach, but, you know, Ohio State has athletes everywhere, and they're still not – I haven't seen Ohio State put a full game together just with all the quarterback changes, uh, a lot of weapons being underutilized there because, you know, Urban Meyer has athletes galore, you know, with his recruiting class. But I just feel like that offense, you know, is still doing well, but I think this is the game where – they're going to bring things up to another notch. Don't be surprised to see Braxton Miller in at quarterback a little bit, you know, doing some, you know, uh, wildcat formation. You know, uh, maybe he might even throw it or, you know, do some things. So I think it's going to be a pretty, you know, I think it's a two-touchdown, ten-point ten ten point win for uh, Ohio State this week. I don't think they'll run away with this game. Um, Michigan, give, we can't get, get, got to give Michigan some credit, but, yeah, I think they'll win this game. Got you. So let's, um, you know, uh, we talked about the college football. Uh, let's move into the NBA. Speak about uh, the Warriors, the Golden State Warriors. You know, hot start. They're, uh, uh, I think, last time I checked, they were eleven and zero. 
they beat Toronto on last night, uh, which was a closer game than what a lot of people expected. They got the Clippers coming in tonight, or they um, they're playing against the Clippers tonight. You foresee uh, Warriors losing um, anytime soon, or do you see them losing tonight? The Clippers? Very, very, be possible. Very, very possible. The Clippers could take this one. Um, this is one of those. The Clippers is one of those teams that can just beat anybody on a given night. So nothing really is a surprise. I mean, eventually the Warriors are going to lose. No, no team is going to go undefeated. So um, it'll be interesting to see if this will be the one that they drop. But it, you can't deny that Steph Curry is playing the hottest basketball right now in the league. Yeah, he's definitely the MVP going away. It's not even you know it's not even close right now. Uh, I think Paul George is uh, you know. Uh, the real MVP candidate, but you know that Indiana team has had its struggles. But Golden State's looking hot right now, man. And you know, twelve and zero, um, they're they're hungry, and that's what LeBron was speaking of last night when Cleveland lost to uh, well, night before Cleveland lost to Detroit. He just said that you know Golden State is playing like the team that lost the finals, and you know Cleveland's playing like the team that won the finals. Another so MVP relaxed, candidate which, uh, know, at this point is um, low key um, Jimmy Butler from the Chicago Bulls. He's playing really good this season. Also, uh, man, I'm really liking, uh, you know, a low-key, you know, candidate. You know, not a lot of people are really, you know, talk about this guy, but he's really done a lot, um, you know, for the <clears throat> for the Washington Wizards. But, you know, John Wall, he's been playing pretty good, uh, you know, for that team. And Atlanta's looking good this year, man. There's a lot of squads out there. Uh, the, yes, the up, and, up really and down. Besides um, Brooklyn. Orlando and, uh, Magic Philly. hanging in there. Yeah. Got a big win with what I tell you, man. Evan Fournier. Yes, last night Denver, on Tayshawn Prince. A, a big um, shot for you guys. They were cooking Tayshawn Prince last night. Um, oh my goodness. Uh, they. Where's Ben Wallace when you need they him? They put him oh, on uh, Alfred Payton. You need to go to Stephen Twenty four points. Yeah. So. No. Oh, no. All, he had like twenty points in the paint. So he got. A, he don't have a jumper That's still, it. do he? Yes. On uh, Tayshaun Prince, my God, that's blasphemous, man! You need to go ahead and, 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 and let's uh, take a moment to recognize this is the uh, ten-year anniversary. Oh, of, really? Um, ball in the palace. Oh, it happened right so around Detroit, here. Detroit this versus uh, Indiana. Yeah. Oh man, I was. Years ago, in man. I, where were you at? Do you Fairfax, remember? Fairfax, Virginia, and I heard about this on like the next day when I went to school. About how a runner test fought a fan, and I finally found the video and saw it. Oh man! I remember. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even basketball. Well, I was a. I was a sports fan, but I wasn't like a true. You know, watch just typical. You know, it was a. It was a. I think it was the middle of the week. It was actually a Friday night. I want to say. You know, I wasn't a guy that just. You know, I was in. You know, middle school then. I wasn't even a big, you know, basketball fan, just watch casual basketball. But, you know, me and my brother and my mom were watching that game. And, you know, seeing that unfold in person, it was just crazy, you know, because they didn't cut it off. You know, they, they showed pretty they much everything. They should do a 30 for 30 on that. Just sitting there like, golly. And, and your oh, boy, yeah. Steven Jackson. There was a lot of stars that were involved They in went that. in, man. Yeah, Who else? Ben Wallace was in there. Yeah. <laughs> was Reggie Miller involved in that for a little bit? Mm-hmm. Well, he, I mean, he was there, wasn't he? Uh, Reggie Miller didn't fight, surprisingly. 
Yeah, Reggie Miller too old for that shit, man. He was like, y'all young bucks can have that. Ben Wallace was involved. They had a lot of. Th- I think she. Was she he hold, what, Was he hold some? That's weird. I don't know a lot of think about it. Back. She Wallace in. No, no, man, that's crazy though. And speaking of Rasheed Wallace, they're coming out with like a uh, NBA league for well, not NBA. It has nothing to do with the NBA, but it's like a older people league. Rasheed Wallace what? will be in it. A couple other cats. I saw it on ESPN. I was like, oh, that's a pretty cool idea. Yeah, Rasheed Wallace and something. But somebody was like, watch when they start getting hurt every, and they actually getting paid too, like two hundred thousand dollars for this league. This have teams in like not Charlotte, but like I'm, Cleveland. I, I'm gonna look New into York, this. like big uh, market. Look into that. Yeah, it's it's on ESPN. Like, look it up. I saw it earlier today, just on the side, one of the side things. But um, what about Houston, man? What's going on with um? You know, they fired Mikael, and a lot of people are saying. And I know you know this personally as an Orlando fan, and I never liked him. I just don't like his demeanor. I don't think he's a winner. I don't think you ever win with Dwight Howard. But you know, a lot of people are saying if your leaders Dwight Howard and James Harden, your team couldn't win. But you know, Houston, man, two and two and nine or three and nine. You know, such a rough start. When that team had high expectations, what do you think is the, hey, uh, the driving force your, behind your, that? Your, your Skype was out for like the last like. T- oh, okay. When, when no problem. Uh, I was just asking about. The oh Houston yeah, Rockets. yeah, yeah. You know, they um, recently fired yeah, Kevin, Kevin McHale. Then I was really talking about Dwight Howard. Pretty much piling on Dwight Howard. And I know as a Orlando fan, you kind of know about that personally. You know, he did take out to the finals, but. I don't think he's a quarterback. I mean, yeah, um, he's center, not somebody you know, that can, can, you know, be a leader. I mean, he, a don't, get, team. don't get me twisted. He he uh, he uh, he is a superstar. Um, he is a top five center in the league. But I mean, he's just I don't I don't know I I, I don't know what's about it. He doesn't want to to be a leader or still. You think? It, I mean, I I I don't I don't know. I mean, he has he has had the opportunities to to really really take teams over and just. Excel, but he just doesn't take advantage of it. Yeah. And now James Harden is doing the worst thing that can happen did, to a black did, man. Did she not? I thought she Kardashian, got so his Mark. game is a, instantly. Nah, she um they 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 called off the work? divorce, but she still dates James Harden, so that's why. Because she's but, just helping I mean, him get back. She's to, helping uh, him get why is James Harden dating a? She she just called the divorce to not um, have any stress on the But on, I mean, on, I, I get that, but still, James Harden you know, is dating a, a married you know, woman back. right now. <laughs> yeah, well, uh-huh. you know, it's, it's America, man. <laughs> we see a lot crazier shit than that. Uh, but yeah, man, and you know, whatever, whenever somebody gets with a Kardashian, Reggie Bush, he fell off. Uh, which one did Miles Austin? Miles Austin, Miles Austin. He fell off. Kanye. Miles Austin dated Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian what? for a minute. Yeah, man. Before, when he got popular. And then your boy fell off. But Kanye, man. What's the last dope Kanye track that came out, oh. man? And it, not it, at a fashion oh my show. Goodness, you're right. He, he's Tell falling off. What's going on with Kanye right now, Jordan? What's up with Kanye, man? <laughs> <laughs> I, hope he I am Warhol. I won't. But just Houseway. <laughs> <laughs> Houseway. <laughs> I had the Versindi, Versindi, Versace jogging leather. You ain't got the answer, Sway. You ain't, you ain't did the education. 
You ain't got the you did the knowledge. <laughs> you ain't got the education. You ain't put the research. We don't know. Oh, you got a clothing line. What's the name? <laughs> we don't we don't know. <laughs> he played your man, man. But I think Houston could turn it around. Um, you know, I, I, I misspoke when I said they only had two wins. They got yeah, five, so they can get right back into the playoff hunt. But they got that team got a lot of talent. Well, I think they, were, Ty, they were talking Ty, about Ty that. Um, Ty Lawson. Uh, I mean, you know, he, he lost the starting turn. spot. Uh, back to Patrick Beverly. Um, him and Harden just don't play really good together. I mean, I think it's just for the standpoint they're kind of the same kind of player in a sense. Mm. Just ones at the one guard and ones others at the two. Both of our are kind of shooters. Don't really play defense. They both can create. Can you know what I'm saying? Can really finish. Yes. Yeah, so. yeah, create for others. Yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see how Ty Lawson can, uh, I think, really try to use this new uh, role to oh. his advantage. I'm coming off the bench. I feel like that could really be key for him. And uh, another key factor. I mean, this. I feel like this team only really goes as far as what Trevor Reza takes them. Um, he's their X factor. I mean, he's their only player that can really run and defend and shoot. On both sides, he's only they're only he's really their only two way player. Mm. Yeah, so it'll, it'll be interesting to see how they do. So Justin, man, this is the you know you're, you're a big part of the night, the uh, fantasy football skips and picks. You know, I know a lot of stuff is going around with FanDuel as well as DraftKings, a lot of legalities. We want to get into those, if it's legal or not. We just want to give you guys some, you know, fantasy pickups, you know, for the week and some people that you should sit and, you know. All right, this week I got a couple of uh, pickups, some key pickups this week that could really help teams out. And if you have a bye week or you're kind of struggling, need a a kind of a pick-me-up. As far as running backs this week, a very popular pickup was Matt Jones. Um, Matt Jones last week had over 100 yards receiving and uh, had 55 yards rushing in the league. I, I in my PPR league, he had he scored almost 40 points. Or in our PPR league, with the compound scoring we have, he scored 40 points. Um, I really think that he could uh have have um some goal line and short yards potential this week going up against Carolina. Um I don't see a lot of yardage in there so he he'll be a basically a a touchdown type of play this week. Um what do you, what do you think about his chances going against the Carolina defense? Do you think y'all could uh really uh put a stop to him? Well, we're a middle of the pack, you know, I think lower half of the league um defensive team. Uh, I mean, defensive team when it comes to the run, when it comes to defending the run. Uh, so, yeah, I think he could definitely, you know, get some big plays because I think he's really moved into, you know, that 1A, one, one you know, 1B, um, you know, kind of two-back system in, in uh, Washington with him and, uh, yes. you know, um, Alfred Morris. And time. also another uh, running back to kind of keep an eye on. Um, last week, he, or the last couple of weeks, he's really – uh, come on, and, and he caught everybody by surprise, and, and that's uh, C.J. Langley. Um, he's he's been turning it up. Had over he's both couple of weeks, last couple both weeks last two weeks he's had uh, over a hundred yards all purpose. So I really feel like uh, he could have some uh, really good play potential this week. Um, so C.J. Langley. And who was that? 
Oh, he, he plays for the uh, okay. What, 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 what uh, plays for the for? Bears? Oh, Jeremy Langford. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Guys. Oh, uh, Jeremy oh no, uh, Jeremy Langford. Jeremy Langford. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, I was, <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. Langford is awesome right now, man. He's doing really good. Uh, the only thing that Forte practiced lightly this week, so he might. Uh, he did a light walk through. All right, another week, quarterback so this week I feel like could have breakout potential is uh, Joe Flacco. Um, he's been quietly productive over the last few weeks, and now he's facing the Rams defense that Jay Cutler just torched. So it'll be interesting to see how he does this come um, this coming up week. Um, another running back um, this week that has breakout potential, I want to say it's Carlos Williams. And I'm just going to say that it's because until he doesn't score a touchdown in a game he doesn't start, he needs to be in everybody's fantasy lineups. And another running uh, run, uh, run back I'm going to say skip on this week is Justin Forsett. Um, he hasn't had a 100-yard rushing since week five. And the Rams are going to try to, you know, say get back on track after getting embarrassed by Jeremy Langford in the Bears last week. Um, as far as wide receiver breakout potential this week, I'm going to go with Danny Amendola. Um, Julian Elman is out for the rest of the regular season. And the Bills struggle against wide receivers in the slot. I'm definitely calling him a, 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 a solid start this week in all leagues. And uh, somebody I'm going to say to kind of stay away from this week is Brandon Marshall. Um, he's not really healthy. Fitzpatrick's not really healthy. And last week you saw what the Houston, uh, Houston, Texas secondary did against uh, the the Cincinnati Bengals wide receivers, only held them to six points. So you 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 really could be risking a lot by playing uh, Brandon Marshall this week. As I feel like Eric Decker would be the one I would play this week because I feel like he would get all the targets. Um, somebody who I feel like could have breakout potential, and this is really a stretch. And I'm gonna go with Garrick Selleck, the tight end for the San Francisco 49ers. And, that, and I'm only going there if Blaine Gabbert is a starting quarterback. And I'm going, I'm gonna go there because for one, see how Seahawks, Seahawks are have been terrible at defending the tight end position this season. And the last week when Gabbert started, he threw two touchdown passes to Garrick Selleck. So I, it wouldn't surprise me to see Garrett uh, keep up with those targets, especially with uh, Vernon Davis being traded. And a uh, tight end I would definitely want to say sit this week is Julius Julius Thomas. Um, he's just not getting it done this season. And also, um, I I'm, I want to I want to go with uh, uh for bus potential Jimmy Graham. Um, I know they're playing the Saints this week, but I, I, I you just can't really have any. He, he hasn't he hasn't shown anything to have let anybody have any confidence in him going into any type of game this season. And some defenses to play. Um, a really good defense to play this week, I would have to say, would be the Chicago Bears. Um, they're playing the Broncos, and the Broncos are starting their backup quarterback this week. Um, Bears actually been playing sound defense the last couple of weeks. Um, holding Drew. Uh, last the last couple weeks, um, they played Philip Rivers two weeks ago and came out with a victory. And uh, last week they played the Rams and and pretty much uh, carved up that defense. So it'll be interesting to see how they fare against this different Broncos offense. And uh, that's skips and picks, guys. All 
All right, awesome, Justin, man. We really appreciate that. Uh, you know, if y'all have any fantasy questions, you can start it sending them over to Justin uh, at his Twitter handle. What is that again? All right, awesome. Well, uh, this has been another edition of Bump and Run Sports Podcast. Again, my name is Jordan Martin. And go to your iTunes store, uh, look into the podcast tab, and then, you know, search um, Bump, just the letter N, Run, Bump and Run Sports. And we should come up in the amateur podcast listing. And, you know, definitely subscribe. We're trying to get a lot of subscribers, and we would greatly appreciate all the love that you guys guys are giving us. Happy holidays is coming up this week. And definitely tune in. uh, Keep us us, uh, tuned in this week with us. Uh, We might have something uh, for you guys on the holiday week. And uh, definitely go over some of these uh, Thanksgiving games. It's going to be a lot of those coming up. All right, y'all take care. All right, guys, so we're out, and uh, y'all have a blessed one.